0: Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome
1: to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast, nicknamed the episode for Caleb and Brittany Almond's redemptive story. We're going to hear it from them today on how they paid off a mountain. It, it seemed like Mount Everest of debt and all of that interest and penalties and, and stress, how they came out on this side of the equation of uh, victorious and triumphant and really transformed their business. So the Kid Contractor Podcast has been teasing for a while about the episode where they share this story and they've actually shared the story one time before and we captured it on my podcast back before we were in the top 100 when we were just getting started. It was a night when I was uh, hanging out at the Lunchpreneur Academy Live with my buddies, John Pajak, uh, Joseph DePace, Caleb and Brittany Allman. We're all hanging out at the hotel and Caleb and Brittany shared their story with us and it was so powerful. And so I know that was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes ago. And so we got a lot of new listeners now, and maybe you never heard Caleb and Brittany share their whole story, but it is incredible about unconditional love, about working together as a team and really turning the ship from a business that for about 10 years was on life support Almond landscape, Brittany got on board and they made a, they changed a bunch of small things and it made a big difference and we're going to have them share that story today. Thank you to today's show sponsor, Jobber. Jobber is the CRM that I personally have used in my business since the summer of 2019. It helps me to organize and manage my business from quoting a project to getting paid and I like the feature of actually having the customers' card on file, so my recurring customers, they I can just charge them on the date that we agree upon, and then when I send out invoices on jobs, I can just get paid online. Of course, I calculate that into my pricing, and it's just fast. It's convenient for the customer, and it helps me to have better cash flow in my business because I can get paid fast with Jobber's software. Uh, they do a lot. Uh, to make your business and life easier, to save you time. Mr. Producer will put a link to Jobber in today's show notes. When you're getting onboarded with them, just tell them, Paul from the Green Industry Podcast sent you. They'll take good care of you as they have for me throughout these years. Uh, Also, thank you to our friends at the Hardscape Academy, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, and GPS Track It for sponsoring today's episode. So without further ado, we're going to dive right into Caleb and Brittany sharing their story Well, we have been teasing for a while, folks, uh, this love story of uh, how you guys met, fell in love, uh, have this awesome family. Tell us how it all started. Um, as far as, and Paul, you just, we're just going to talk as far as the Brit
2: and I starting dating and all that kind of stuff. We're going that route or are we going clear back to me starting a company, crashing the whole bit? Like, where do you, where do you want to go? With
1: Wherever this? you want. I, at some point I want to get into you and Brittany, but if you feel that's part of the story. Is, Give us some context, maybe not yeah. that
2: idea. Yeah. yeah. So, um, started a company like most folks do, uh, Mo and Grasp 1999 started my own company. Um, gosh, there's so much here, but we'll, we'll keep it a, the abridged version. Started my own company, um, started trying to grow too fast, only worrying about gross sales, not the bottom line, which is what's the, the bottom line your net profit and just profit in general. Knowing your numbers, the most important, critical, crucial thing of running a company, it's not even necessarily the quality of the work you're doing. You got to know if you're making enough bu- money to stay in business tomorrow, even. So, did that for years and went to school and was partying and traveling and working my tail off and working crazy hours. Started getting behind and, and and taxes and commitments and we knew each other the whole time. Her and I had known each other for, for the whole time. And like over
3: 20 years now.
2: Yeah. It's been a long time. And, uh, I was engaged to another girl through the 90s. I mean, we're going to go this deep on this. Is this where we're going? Yeah. Okay. So I was engaged to another girl, um, at the time from high school and I was building, you know, working on building my company the whole time. And Britt and I knew each other through my buddy, actually one of my best friends, she was dating him at the time and, uh, we were just all good friends and everything cool and uh the girl i was engaged to at the time the long story short like my company started going south but this isn't why we split but uh we were set to be married a month before we were getting married she uh she broke it off and thank god because that was the best mm. thing that's probably ever happened to me in my life and she wasn't a bad person or anything we were just bad and terrible for each other so that actually worked out um brit and my my buddy they broke up like a while ago he dumped her all the stuff Everything's cool. We're still buddies, and I'm still friends with with my buddy and all that. But um, long story short, I was single for a couple years after my breakup, and then her and I just started talking. And then it just like, here we are somehow with, with three kids and a company. It's like, we never saw ourselves going down this, this, neither of us. We always, we, we joke, we have these moments where it's like, well, I'm dating or I'm married to Brittany, you know, oh, I'm in like, what in the world? How did this happen? Where did this come about? And, uh, so the, you know, the, it's funny how life is and how things that seem to, you know, come around eventually. And, and like I said, my buddy, even we're still on good terms. We, I mean, we talk and everything's cool. Whatever. We vacationed we're
3: still at his house in Mississippi yeah, the year it's, it's we were married. And still so. uh,
2: It's still all good. Everything's cool. So, because I've known him, I actually worked for his dad. That's where I got my first lawn care experience. I worked for his dad and, uh, uh, doing lawn care stuff, worked for him for a year before I could drive and mowing grass after school. And, uh, cause he was a teacher. So we'd go out and mow grass after school with their side company, their lawn care business and, uh, and all that stuff. So we, we go way back and everything's cool. So there's no big drama or Maury Povich stuff going on. It's, uh, and through uh,
3: that company <coughs> is how I also got involved with the industry because I worked with him with mowing lawns and trimming and that kind of stuff. So that's my story in the green history goes all the way back there.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's it. So, so keep going.
2: Um, well, so like, so her and I started, started dating. And and everyone
3: said we were dating, but we said, we yeah, weren't.
2: it was one of those things where like, no, nah, we're just, we're friends and just hanging out and all that kind of stuff. and, and uh and you know so those things ex- escalate how they do i guess i don't know and uh, my company was crashing and finally just came to a fully to a head and brit can brit you know there's nothing more dangerous on the earth than a woman's memory and um, you know it's not atomic war or anything like that a woman's memory is the most dangerous thing on earth so brit probably remembers all the timeline of this way different and way better than i do but um you know essentially my my company was in a tailspin for a long time and uh the, the more serious her and i got together you know she started to learn about my my financial issues and what we had going on with the company or what i had going on with the company and she still stepped into it willingly and uh and and began to help me right the ship and uh we he
3: did <coughs> give me a heads up and the opportunity to walk away like no feelings hurt he he took me to dinner
2: probably somewhere really classy Steak too and shake. yeah figured
3: and he was like very blunt with me of what was happening financially and he's like and i Cause we've been friends for so long yeah. and, but now we were in a relationship and you know, we just, you know, he knew me for a long time and he's like, I, I understand that this isn't, you know, if you don't want to go down this road with me and I didn't have to think; I, I was fine with it. I
2: really? Like, I think the kids call it ride, ride or die now. I think is what the kids call it. So, yeah. she's so you, you weren't like, you
1: didn't even hesitate or
3: no, not at all.
1: So see oh. something's wrong with her, really, I think. So he basically day. said I'm going bankrupt.
3: He and- he said that he was filing bankruptcy.
1: Okay. And and you were fully committed to him.
3: And my only hesitation was, My mom is going to kill me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: That's awesome.
3: <laughs> uh but like I knew it and I I mean, I just so figured it was something that we could work through together. And he was my best friend. How do you bail on your best friend?
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we were, we were tight. We were, and I knew I, you know, there got to be a point where I knew like, I didn't like being away from her. I liked having her around and we were working together and it was like, we had a great connection. We were starting to work in the company together and spend a lot of time that way. And then we would do some small trips and stuff like that. And it was just like, on a on a shoestring budget mind you like total like if like and those were the days too where we had no money <clears throat> and like we'd go to dinner once we realized we were completely broke and we were beginning the dave ramsey beans and rice thing and if we were going to eat out we'd go to chipotle and split a burrito like that was our deal and get water to drink and like so we'd split a six dollar burrito and uh that was like our going out to eat and uh that was like you know, I mean, there's a lot more to this still, but or to, you know, all that scenario. But yeah, she, she began to ride it out and, uh, or stayed on board, I guess, really more so the case. And, um, and so I, w- I went through the whole bankruptcy thing and it was more of a, I didn't really have a lot of debt necessarily, but it was part of a, a tax strategy to, um, is <clears throat> more part of a tax strategy and part of a tax strategy we had going with my accountant and my attorney, um, to begin to make offerings to, uh, to straighten out the tax mess. And uh, there were people I promised that I would, there were people I was like behind on my rent and all this crazy crap. And uh, I was making, you know, I I made, you know, handshake promises to people that I'd make it right with them. I'd get back with them and through bankruptcy, you can do certain things like that. Um, and, uh, like I had some rental bills that were, I was behind on with a, one of the big national rental companies and I, I defaulted on them, but and that doesn't make it right that they're a big national company, but there were people that I knew like personally that I owed money to. And I was you know, I told them like, I'm going to straighten this out. I'll, I'll pay it back. I was behind my landlord. i owed them, like 1500 bucks. And I paid him, you know, so just stuff like that. Like I made commitments to certain people and, and she wrote it out with all that stuff and, and, um, you know, help,
1: help us get squared back away. And, uh, we, we wrote it out. Absolutely. All right. So back to your story, you you're in stake and shake. And I think Caleb, that was awesome that you're honest. Cause a lot of guys, you know, with our ego, you want to hide that, you know, from a woman, like you don't want sure. the vulnerability to put your, uh, life situation out there. I really uh respect you for, your honesty and obviously work because now you got a wife and you guys have three kids. Yep. And uh, you're doing about six. Can I talk about your numbers? Yeah, I don't care. That's yeah, fine. about six hundred thousand a year um, revenue in your company, but at, at a profitable rate. Yeah. Now we're now we're actually making money. Yeah. And and the a, 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 a,
2: I would say a beginning to be a respect pretty respectable salary for for two people and owning a company.
1: Yeah. So, so that part's good. yeah. So tell us things now from that dinner at, <coughs> at Steak and Shake. When did you guys actually get married? Then.
3: Uh, That was 2009 ish. Um, I graduated from college, sorry, that year as well. And he proposed in 2010 and we were married in 2011.
1: Okay. Did you guys, what kind of wedding did y'all have down there in Amish country. Down in beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio.
2: We got we married a in a
3: wedding.
1: barn. <laughs> I, are you serious? <laughs>
2: Seriously. Did. I was, I was and It was her, and it was her <laughs> idea. It was her idea. It was her idea. 100% her idea. <laughs> yes. We got
3: married in a barn at our local fairgrounds uh, okay. where he showed cows when he was younger. And then we had a reception at an facility.
2: 100% her idea. She asked me, he's like, what about the round barn at the Fairfield County Fairgrounds? And I was like, yeah,
1: yeah. And then I looked at her and she was serious. I was like, "Uh."
3: but we filled it with sod and brought plants and yeah, (laughs) it was cool.
1: So then when did child number one come along?
3: 2013. And we had like pretty serious financial goals before we ventured in that because we did the Dave Ramsey plan. Yeah. And we, we knew we would never, not never, but we knew we wouldn't be out of like the bankruptcy debt, but we still wouldn't have everything else in order. Mm -hmm. And uh, we finally made it to that point where we were what both What kind of
1: sacrifices did you make in that you know, to pay off that debt?
3: So uh, uh multiple multitude of things. Like that sound was um, me
2: shuddering, thinking about like <laughs> just God we did the most ridiculous uh, stuff to do it. So we had it we rented
3: an older house from my parents and it was the heating bill was like eight hundred dollars oh, if you heated the entire house.
2: It's all electric because heat. Yeah. All
3: electric heat. The windows were Non-existent.
2: Single pane. Yeah, they were terrible.
3: And uh, so, and you could con- climate control each room in the house. Mm-hmm. So from about October to April, we heated just our bedroom oh, and we wow. kept it as- in the
2: bathroom on demand.
3: Yes. Uh wow. You cooked in your winter coat in the kitchen and you always wore shoes through the tile kitchen to get to the bedroom. If my brother would come over to hang out, we would all hang out at this little tiny- drafting desk in our bedroom like that's where we ate because
2: the company was in the bedroom too. <laughs> it was uh, so not
3: everything man. was in that room and the house so, hovered
2: about 50 degrees in the winter maybe. But time, we the cut ones. our
3: heating bill from 800 to yeah, not know like 150. A hundred bucks, yeah. So, that was one of the things we did. We ate spaghetti so much five nights of the week so and then much. anytime anyone offered us a free meal as far as like our parents go like it was like okay we're going to Karen's house for dinner tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <Amen.
2: laughs> and then Karen. and then on top of that, yeah, the yeah uh, mother-in-law Karen. Yeah, and and on top of that too, aside from like working our tails off, um, her grandma had an ice cream shop and uh, down in Rockbridge, Ohio, and so we'd go down there on the weekends uh, if I wasn't already working, you know, landscape at the time, and so we go down there and scoop ice cream on a Saturday and Sunday. And All then day. just take that money and put it into the debt snowball and just keep banging away, banging away for two freaking years. Is that right? And
3: we paid off a lot of stupid debt. That just way. dumb little stuff. It was- yeah.
2: We bought like a timeshare for some reason. We, we had, I don't know what in hell. We got snookered. Uh, we snookered ourselves into some bad idea there. And, and with the best of intentions. But They the, told that,
3: me that I could go to the pyramids. <laughs>
2: <your> <laughs> yeah, we really, we really got had there. And uh, that was a good lesson too. Like, cause I won't ever fall for that crap again. And so it's just funny how that stuff worked. But it was, <laughs> that was so dumb. You look back and you're like, God, you're such a kid. So, you're
0: so
3: stupid. like the conglomeration, I guess, of just we had to pay off that stupid timeshare. And we saved
2: my landlord, owed my could. parents, some money from the business and just all sorts of stuff. So,
3: and I, st- I actually kept some of like our, pl- like financial planning, just so I could remember it someday of, you know, this December, we're going to pay $252 so we can pay yeah. off this credit card. And it was
2: such small numbers. It seems just astronomical. Mountainous so at we the just time. worked
3: our way to be debt free.
1: And you got all that momentum then.
3: And we, cause I really wanted to buy a house before we had a, we, before we had our daughter. Right. But it was hard to get financed because in owning a business, you don't want to make a lot of money because you don't want to pay taxes. You don't want to show that you make a lot of money because yeah. you don't want to pay taxes on it, but you need to in yeah. order to buy houses and, you know, you'd have to show income. Uh, so we played that game for a few years trying to figure that out and eventually it all worked out and we had Addison, who's now six. That's your
1: oldest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then who's the second oldest?
3: Zeke. He's okay three.
1: Ezekiel. Yeah. Zeke. And then what's the other one? Levi, Levi. Yeah. Yeah. That's one Caleb.
3: He's our wild that. card. Yeah. yeah you
1: know, <laughs> he's you, well, what's Caleb holding us? It's such a son. He's my just, bar, <laughs> the
2: kid, we all call him my barnacle. Cause he just, he, that's where he rides a lot on my hip there and we go around. Yeah. You just so. kind of hold him on your hip. Yeah. He's my barnacle. So but all the kids are such a blessing and God, I wouldn't have it any other way. And and the thing I was real proud of us for was we, we set some goals that we wanted to hit financially. We didn't hit the, the house thing before, before we had our first, but we, we were out of debt and, uh, you know, we had a couple of, we wanted to have them. I can't remember what the amount of money was in the bank. It was not much. And we wanted to have a certain amount of money saved up to make. Cause you know, also too, like not only were landscaping and trying to figure out how in the world we're going to make this company work. Cause I wasn't doing great at like the, the pricing and all that stuff. Uh, am um, uh, we had, we had so many blessings poured on us. It's just ridiculous. But, um, you know, scrap steel was real high at the time. So, like, if somebody had a washer out at the end of the road, bam, I'm slamming on the brakes, causing an accident to freaking pick that thing up. And, and so I had this little collection of scrap metal. I'd take up two, three, four hundred bucks worth of me- I mean, metal was awesome at the time. So, yeah, I mean, any, anywhere I could get metal, I was scrapping metal, My dad ice had cream. an HVAC
3: company, so we would get, like, coils from him, and we'd clip the coils off of that and turn the copper in yeah, and just
2: all sorts of little things we sold
3: lumber for a while God,
2: we had so many little <laughs> ventures going on we had these trees at our rental house we had all these He's trees so
3: confused.
2: we had all these trees at our rental house where we were living the her her parents owned they they had all these old ash trees they were 26 inches dbh diameter base height whatever and um or diameter breast height and um we were just, my father-in-law, there's I mean, so much, what, 26 of these monster trees are a hundred feet tall. And I'm going on a digression here, Paul, you can cut it out if you want. But, you know, they were, we were just going to take the logs and push these beautiful pieces of wood up into the hill and up into the woods. And, you know, you can only do so much firewood, right? And I'm like, no, this is such a waste. There's, we got to find something better to do. So I called a guy with a sawmill that I knew. Yeah. Portable sawmill. And I called him and we, we made a deal to split the wood. So, uh, he brought a sawmill up from like an hour South and we sawed lumber in the backyard. And that's when live edge lumber was all the rage on Pinterest and all this stuff. So I cut like a million slabs of this stuff, big two inch, beautiful, uh, uh, ash and walnut and cherry i got addicted to this stuff man it was awesome it was so fun and fortunately we had skid steers and stuff to move move all this stuff around but i filled up two two nearly three car garage bays full of lumber dimensional live edge all this crazy stuff and i was like another side company i had going on i'm hustling these slabs of wood for a 100 bucks of chunk and and so just all these little things but and, and this is something I want to convey to people. Like when people see you're going in a positive direction and you're not, you know, you can be down the dumps and broke and, and all that crap and just live your life. And nobody's going to have any pity on you. Right. But if people, and I, I know this with people I've helped, like if they see you going in a positive direction and you're killing yourself and to go in a positive direction, you're slaving away way to, to get somewhere positive. You'd be amazed the blessings that are poured on you to help you get, you know, people want to see people are trying get ahead and God, you know, I'm so fortunate and blessed for it and thankful. Brittany,
1: so. let me ask you this. What would you say now that you guys are, you know, further removed from the stress of going into bankruptcy? And, you know, it seems like when we hear these success stories, someone always shares, you know, Joshua Latimer today was sharing the story of his wife going to the grocery store, going to swipe the card and it says declined. And the emotions that she, you know, felt the embarrassment in front of the cashier and then they have to call her husband and say, we don't have any money. What would you say to someone who's like Caleb um was before he had the honesty to tell you the situation at the um stake and shake what would you say to a, you know a young man out there listening and is like man I'm like Caleb of 2009 you know what, right. what would you say to encourage him that he can turn it around and it can all work out
3: it's not as it's scary but it's not as scary as you think that it is we Caleb was terrified like i i didn't I, I felt like well,
0: well, I had letters from the IRS saying they're coming to get me. GPS Track It makes managing your driver, vehicles, and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes. With GPS Track It, you get a real time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock, helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS Track It has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet? Save money. and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash GPS track it. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying No to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. You've heard Caleb and Brittany Allman talking about the Hardscape Academy, but have you checked it out for yourself? TheHardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab, from initial planning to final installation. And again, those are absolutely free. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you. And that link is in today's show notes.
2: I didn't have enough. I mean, I owed him a lot of money, but that's one thing my accountant uh, consoled me with was like you owe them a lot of money, but you don't owe them enough for them to actually bug you about. They're just going to wreck your life financially forever. And that was one of the things is like, they, you don't, there's not like it's, they, they're interested when Pepsi Cola owes them you you know, screws up and owes them 500 million or 50 million or, you know, 5 million, whatever the number is, not me owing them, you know, just under six figures or whatever the number was. I don't remember. It was a bunch.
3: But and, what I think like it's scary as you're going through it, but looking back at it, it wasn't all that scary. And I think if you're honest and you find good mentors to help you through that, and even a good support person, you know, get your best friend, get your wife, get your girlfriend, be honest with them and let them help you through each piece of that. Get your mom, you know, whatever it takes.
2: Or but, exit. And thank God if they do. Don't,
3: but don't do that by yourself. Don't file bankruptcy by yourself. Find someone to help you through that. And, you know, I was, at the court hearing and I was at every accountant meeting and, and you just got to soak it in and you got to do a lot of Googling <laughs> to try and to figure out what all the,
2: praying and whatever all, all
3: the big words are and just take it slow, but get it taken care of. The faster it's taken care of and just do what the accountant and attorney tell you to do and then you're done.
1: Yeah, and you'll need to get the advice of your own uh, accountant or attorney, but you can 100%. get um, on a repayment plan with the yeah. IRS and when you faithfully pay that they'll, you know, you still got to pay them the money, but you don't, don't have to be yeah. as nervous that they're going to take all the money out of your checking account the no, next they, morning. I mean, they still mind. they have the authority. They, yeah. But if you're if you're faithful to make the monthly payment yeah. on your repayment plan, more than likely they're not going to do yeah. that. And you need- but if you're not, if you're if you're just running from them, they have all the authority they'll drop
3: They're the hammer on
2: him. you yeah. yeah
1: there's no getting and that's what i was trying to do for a
2: while like in 2008 when i when i became a single man like I, I hadn't been single since high school man i just cut loose with partying and hanging out and i ran away to my cousin's ranch down in oklahoma and i spent some i went down there to spend one week in the winter time and ended up staying down there for two months and then as soon as the long care season was over the next season i was i couldn't wait to be back down there because so i was just running from my problems i was just just running away from my problems and i love that lifestyle down there too it was one is that's my side passion of careers of, you know, farming and ranching. Like I loved it down there. And so,
1: so talking about facing your problems, I mean, in any company there's conflict, there's, you know, challenges, but when you're actually married and Brittany, you're officially the owner, you know, legally on paper, Caleb's your employee.
3: Yes. Yep. I so,
1: You work for your wife. I mean, that dynamic, it it can be really, really healthy and awesome. And it also can be very challenging. What have you experienced as a um, husband and wife owning a company together?
3: I enjoy it. I, I don't know what I couldn't imagine going to work. It's not for everyone. It is, is not for every couple, trust me, but I couldn't imagine going to work somewhere else and him going to work somewhere else and just meeting up in the evening. I don't, our relationship's not built like that. It's not,
2: we don't roll it. It's just, yeah, it's just not our thing.
3: And people ask us all How do you spend so much time with them? How, and we work is how we connect. We, that's how we click. And we, we do argue and we do have disagreements about how things happen or what we buy or what we don't buy. And, you know, how
2: we grow or, I mean, anything And at
3: the end of the day, you know, we're trying to write a 2020 business plan right now. And, you know, he has a direction and I have a direction and it's just all about compromising and seeing, like, figure out what's most important for the growth of the company and the success of the guys and you know, just everything. And, and furthering
2: our family. I mean, that's the so, number one thing.
3: As,
1: as a single man, um, something that I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out when I do get married, like, how do you guys do money together? If you just want to go out and buy something, Caleb, you have to call her and say, hey, I'm about to spend a thousand dollars on this new tool or What's that level of communication, uh, like with, you know, one of you swiping the debit card and spending money.
3: Um, if it's a larger purchase, I pretty much, if it's under a thousand dollars, go ahead, I guess I, I might question yeah, if I it's don't... like $900, <laughs> um, large purchases we always talk about and there's always a lot of thought as to how we're going to pay for it and, you know, what that will do to us cash flow? Thought, price.
2: discussion, debate. I mean, all the things partners would, you know, go through. I probably, I was trying to think of a dollar number, like where I, I probably anything over probably five hundred bucks. I don't under, the, <coughs> excuse me, under that I don't consult with you on. Probably any tool or anything over much over. 500 or 750. I probably am like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. Do you think this is okay? Or is this cool or, or whatever? And,
3: and when that I'm, comes around, usually it takes me about a week or two to warm up to the idea. So
2: if I've got to ask her about it, <laughs> it's, it's cause I know it's something she's not going to be like keen on. Otherwise, if it's something I know she, you know, she knows is for the better. Uh, we, I don't sweat it. And, and the same with her. I don't, I don't question anything she buys ever. And that's on the business end per on the personal end of things. Um, we're still very frugal with our purchases and we don't have, I mean, we're, we're profitable again, we're making money, but we have financial goals. We're trying to invest very heavily, um, you know, in our IRAs and other stock retirement things. Um, so we're, we're pumping a lot of money away. I, a lot of money does, um, you know, away in that stuff. Cause we're very behind or, you know, and I don't want to retire broke and I don't, I want to leave her with something good. And we both have term life insurance policies, you know, Lord forbid. And, um, you know, all those things, so those are all part of like the financial goal we have for the family. And so like personal purchases, we really don't have, I mean, I could spend a million dollars immediately on a saddle and guns and all sorts of cool stuff, but I, I don't have that much money, obviously. But like, we Unless just, we just, house, we just really don't, we just don't, you know, we don't really do anything. Cause again, the company's so the focus of how we were of what we're doing and where we're going that just like any I don't know, I guess. Yeah. We just don't have, we're, we're not real complicated with it. Like we don't care about big flat screen TVs or anything like that. And it just doesn't, I don't know. I guess we're just so weird that that's part of the entrepreneur. in us is like, those things don't matter to us, I guess as much I as they might other folks. we would both folks.
3: rather travel than
2: And that's true. Yeah. Something. If we, yeah, if we put the money towards anything, it's, it's going on a cruise or traveling somewhere or doing whatever. So yeah, that's true. It's a good point.
1: Yeah, we just, uh, Sean Spencer's at the door there, John. We got a knock on the I hope he's opening up without Laura's, looking. it's, uh, the housekeeping from the Red Roof Inn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remember her. Welcome, welcome to the show, Sean. Hi, Sean. How you doing, man? I, uh, I, I apologize. I'm, uh, Sean's roommate and, uh, we've turned the, uh, hotel. He's used to these five-star hotels in Miami. He just walked in. We got a lamp on his bed. Someone's closed. <laughs> Payjack farted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. Oh,
2: my God. Uh, that'll have to be B-roll, B-roll as serious as this was.
1: <laughs> Man. I heard Payjack's got a story on Paul, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know what? I might just go ahead and come clean and tell this story. <laughs> how, about, how about not on our, not not, on our not, episode? Not on, not on, not on your episode.
3: That'll is... make it that much better, though. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no.
1: We'll, no. Folks, we'll tease. In, in Radio Kale, we call that a tease. But, <laughs> the, uh, we will uh we'll tell you what happened on the airplane. Uh, uh or, or maybe, maybe. I,
2: would, I would love to see you articulate that, Paul. I can't wait. I can't Let's wait. Let's wait
3: until you get married. Yeah.
1: Well Yeah. All right. You guys, I think this was uh really good. I wanted to let you go ahead and share. Um somebody out there you want to get into hardscaping, I fully endorse these guys. I watched version one. I haven't seen version two yeah, need to other to than, that. uh, behind the scenes that you guys upped to your, uh, camera skills and everything. But this is a DVD. Pardon me. It was a DVD. Now you can actually get the digital file, how to install a paver. Uh, how can they get that? And how can they connect with you on the internet? Well,
2: thanks Paul. First off, uh, for having us on and getting to share our story a little bit and maybe, and maybe to, I'll even, uh, uh, f- you know, finish up actually, with, uh, you know, where we're at with the company now. And we, we've taken a company from, um, just one employee, even through the hard times, um, of rebuilding to now we've got three full-time guys, a fourth guy coming on in in, uh, January. And, and, and so I say that with the point of it being, if you're going through rough stuff like we did and where we, where I put out, and this is what I say, where I put us, and that's a big thing. Um, there's hope. And, you know, with, with finding your navigating your way through it with good mentors, uh, I believe prayer and God, of course um, there's a way through it and you'll, you'll figure it out and just, you know, working more never hurts you. That's one way to get out of a mess is just put your nose down and, and work more, work some more. Yeah, and Dave uh,
1: Ramsey says there's a good place to go when you're broke. That's the work. work.
2: Yeah. And that's the truth. And I'll tell you the Dave Ramsey thing really was crucial. It really was super. It's all the basic stuff, you know, you should do, but it's in a, it's all the stuff my dad told me too. And I was too smart to listen to him when I was younger and on that. I listened to my dad with everything else, construction, you name it, but not, not when it came to that stuff for some reason. And, um,
3: We received the Dave Ramsey book as a graduation gift.
2: Yeah. And that was so great. And, and to, to clarify too on the debt thing, we have no personal debt other than the house. Uh, but we do finance, you know, machines in the company that make us money. We're not, we're not opposed to financing machines that are, that make money. So we're not, so you see our skid here or, or traco or whatever, mini hoe or whatever. That's that stuff. Some of us paid off. Some of it isn't. Um, but just we're again, we're for properly leveraged, uh, debt. I believe, uh, if it's done smart or intelligently and not to where it's putting you at risk terribly and you're liquid to pay it off if you had to, or you could sell it. Um, you know, that's okay. So that's where we're at now. And, uh, thanks for that, Paul.
1: I'm looking forward to hanging out with Caleb and Brittany and so many others at the GIE Expo. It's going to be here before we know it. Friends, if you have not already got your hotel reservations, take care of that. You don't want to be staying at some raggedy hotel and the registrations are on an early bird pricing sale until September 9th. So if you have not already registered for this year's show, uh, you can do so by clicking on the link in today's show notes and use promo code Paul and you'll save an extra 50% off. How about that? 50% off your registration to GIE with promo code Paul. Thanks again to today's show sponsors, the Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, Hardscape Academy, GPS Track It, and Jobber. The links for all of their products and services will be in today's show notes as well. And if you're not already following the Green Industry Podcast, smash that follow button so when our new episodes come out, they'll be uh, downloaded and ready for you to listen to bright and early each morning. We appreciate you listening and hope to catch you on the next one.